0: Hello, tiny people trapped inside my computer. Welcome back to Nick's Nonfiction. I'm Nick Munez. Maybe the best book ever. We just keep getting better out here. David Livingstone's Transhumanism The History of Transsexuals. Shamans of ancient times used psychoactive substances equated with the apple of the Tree of Knowledge. Nowadays, Apple's Tree of Knowledge is in your pocket. See what I did there? Bro, how come the shit I make is so good? I'm outside of the box. These futurism ideologies, they keep you inside of tiny areas of thought. I've never felt more free in my life, and I hate my day-to-day life. Like my, Mentally, getting free is awesome. Today is outside the box! You're gonna learn <laughs> how the CIA dosed Aldous Huxley... Allen Ginsberg. This book goes so hard. It was like 600 pages, 200 pages of notes. It jacks your IQ up. It goes through the past 400 years of ideologies. So if you think in ideas, this book puts it all on the table. I got the receipts as well. Project Bluebird, Project Ortichoke. We're talking mind control today, son. Using Alex Jones off the bat, if they could try to find him half the GDP of the U.S. economy, might as well spread the man's message. Transhumanism truly is. He's going to prove it today. It's an occult project. It's rooted in Freemasonry, Rosicrucianism, all of these secret societies. Kabalia is the bigger term. It, they think that humanity is evolving intellectually toward a point in time when man will become God. That's the thing for today. Let's let this beat breathe and think about it. You think man is becoming God, or are we inventing some shit that's gonna destroy us? I don't know. So, are we gonna let this geriatric at the wheel launch the nukes for World War III? I think eventually when the AI is good enough, the UN will sign a contract where the nukes are given to the robots. (laughs) I think that's how Terminator started. We're going to debunk all of their holy texts of transhumanism. A Space Odyssey, Blade Runner, Dark City. They want to be able to control your memories. (laughs) This was one of the most IQ jacking books. Seriously, people. Asperger's level literature. Some of these transhumanists, they think it's a Johnny Depp movie out here. Some Bradley Cooper shit. I take a pill and I get smart. Or once I have enough social credits, I can upload my consciousness to the crowd cloud it's a religion going to the cloud ascending (laughs) what are we talking about the author goes deep here's a quote through the use of smart drugs and what transhumanists call mind uploading man will be able to merge with the internet which is envisioned as the end point so they have their own little jonestown massacre when you on the metaverse another creepy room in their haunted house quote By accumulating the total of human knowledge and providing access to every aspect of human activity, the internet will supposedly achieve omniscience, becoming the god of occultism or the Masonic all-seeing eye on the reverse side of the American dollar bill. AI president, David Livingstone called it. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back with the show. About the author David Livingstone, Harry Schwant on Instagram, Patreon.com slash Anish. This book dropped in 2015. It's extra dope. David Livingstone is a pseudonym. Some 1800s explorer. He discovered the islands west of Africa. I think I'm going to publish a book called Survival of the Fittest is a Psy-Up by Nick Darwin. Symbiosis. Maybe a little evolution versus creationism today. Seriously, every ideology is in this book. Little girl asks her mother, how did the human race appear? The mother answers, God made Adam and Eve, they had children, and mankind was made. A couple days later, little girl asks her dad the same question. Father goes, many years ago, there were monkeys from which the human race evolved. Girl's confused. She returns to her mother and goes, Ma, how is it possible that you told me two different stories? Dad said the human race was created by monkeys, and you said it was created by God. Mom goes, it's very simple, dear. I told you about my side of the family, and your father told you about his. (laughs) Harry shit on Instagram. Free memes every single night. Patreon.com slash the niche. Meme compilations at the top of the month. Let's get this book started after a couple more memes. I'm excited right now. fucking go chapter one transhumanism magic and mysticism seriously such a good book this first quote is a doozy you're gonna see what level this guy starts it at (laughs) this is irresponsible of me like seriously you should give me a dollar on the patreon i have a safe awakening laid out this shit is above the average youtuber's pay grade quote The greatest success of so-called democratic societies in the developed world has been their ability to disguise their system of political control as independent from the state. Libertarian detected. The state convinces you they're your friend. The problem is their people's almost sole reliance on these conventional sources of information such as the educational system and the free press. You put free in quotations a fucking banger of a quote to start the book hey the state is fake and the media's lies (laughs) like i think god said this quote the best trick the devil ever pulled was convincing man he doesn't exist that's the state convincing you that bernie madoff is solely responsible for the financial crash The devil convinced you that he didn't exist. (laughs) The government, with one word, has convinced you to never look into anything. Conspiracy! Oh no, I said the magic word, I'm crazy. I'll keep it more level-headed, because seriously, we're going deep today. The most questionable people on earth convinced you not to question anything. Seriously think about (laughs) just read about the Warren report because that's when the word conspiracy came into modern culture this doesn't help my argument but I'm trying to entertain here I don't really care I'm not a lawyer the word schizophrenic in Greek means split mind and this was a compliment a Plato you're the best schizo around it means you can entertain multiple storylines at once again for the show I know nothing (laughs) But you read a lot more shit, and some of these storylines seem more real than the truth. Hashtag truth. Like, how about this? You fucking dullards out there have monophrenia. Start thinking better. (laughs) And not you, the listeners, because we out here learning. David sounds like me debunking academia. The Martha Mitchell effect was coined to describe mental health misdiagnoses when accurate claims are dismissed as delusional. I'll do my, like, DSM bit as I always do. It's sacred scripture for the Scientologists out here. To make it a newer take, I don't know. I think misdiagnoses. he's trying to say, it's as unjust as a wrongful conviction. Watch One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. The entire 1950s, guys who didn't believe the narrative were thrown into loony bins. See, this is why I have to be calm so you don't think I'm actually crazy. (laughs) They ditched their monophrenia. We got Adam Smith here in the book. He has one of my favorite quotes. And this is all just to build the point that you need to be vigilant. Start thinking. Constant suspicion of the activities of those in power is the only true expression of mental health. (laughs) Bro, like, you're an idiot if you question nothing. Working at the liquor store, I've come up with this analogy. A lot of people are asleep at the wheel. The wheel is life, motherfucker, and you are drunk at the wheel. (laughs) Like, for real? I'm not, you need to question things. And on the other side, you're also an idiot if you believe every episode of Ancient Aliens. You know what I'm saying out here? I am very level-headed, people. I'm just entertaining. Buckle up. This is when it starts to go deep. It is therefore no accident that Nietzsche's ideal of the Ubermensch, who affronts the bleak truth of nihilism and transcends the values of human society, can then make himself into his own image, representing the grand ideal of transhumanists. Like he made a jump at the end. What the hell does Nietzsche have to do with uh, transhumanism? But it's a circle. Um, you're going to have to see more of the examples later of how culture is set up. But I included this because he's throwing shade at who you guys think I love. Friedrich Nietzsche. Guy just has a funny mustache. <laughs> that quote, quote is kind of true. <sighs> To become a uber mentioned in this society, you kind of got to be a psychopath and exploit other people. So man, the only way to be like enlightened in this world, you got to go live in a cave. Dharma, but sunyata. You can't be enlightened in this society. Here's the belief of transhumanism. Quote, aiming at perfecting the physical and psychological nature of the human being. That's what the Buddhists would say you're doing. We are perfecting our psychological and human form. And this is what the transhumanists are saying. We're going to do it with technology. So I'm not either of these people. I guess my take would be we're already nature. We're perfectly balanced. We're just not using our machines in the right way. (laughs) We're not made to sit in fucking offices. Their theory is flawed. Transhumanist endgame. It's a Christian rapture. You upload your consciousness. What are you actually aiming for? You're perfecting something that's already pretty perfect. Quote, Bostrom openly admits that transhumanism was founded in alchemy and mysticism. The general consensus among scholars is to qualify mysticism as the pursuit of union with God. That's exactly what my bits are. I'm trying to get this point across. Mysticism is the union with God. Man, I'm like meditating. I'm like one with the universe. So God, you believe in God. I hate this shit. Like take one step back. (laughs) The transhumanists believe that they can channel God through computers. That's the entire point here. Remember 20 questions that game you would play on your phone? That was pretty close to all-knowing omniscience. Remember the fucking Akinator app? It's not that hard to trick a human that you're smart. (laughs) This show, I'm not smart. I just study hard. And, like, that's the entire movie, The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. There's this entire planet that's obsessed with building the Oracle, the type of AI that could give you answers. All the AI has to do is be 5% smarter than humans, and then we'll hand over the launch codes. This is a death trap, to put it simply. Like, to show you I'm not lying here, I'm just trying to be entertaining and give you some fun facts. (laughs) I get the same archetypal, like, trickster vibe from technology that I do from psychedelics. So to show you I'm not lying, I'm not the mushroom cult guy. You receive a download from the universe and you're like, okay... I shouldn't be getting all this information this quick. Is this a corrupted file? Why was this so easy? And like, it that's the same exact thing with technology. <laughs> I'm in the fucking antediluvian void out there talking to jesters, bro. I know who's bullshitting. These tech elites. <laughs> Holy fuck, they are not honest. They're doing mysticism. Now, I would know. I, I'm talking about the astral plane here. How come when they opened the Large Hadron Collider, CERN did a ritual sacrifice the day before turning it on? Okay, I'm not putting my belief anywhere. But what's with the goat sacrifices, guys? What the fuck are you doing? And here's one of my favorite rabbit holes, because I'm well-researched, you fucks. Guess how many particle accelerators there are out there. Well, Nick, those are very expensive. It's about smashing particles and creating the Higgs boson. Look this up. There are 10,000 hadron colliders on Earth. How many wormholes do we need? 10,000 particle accelerators. And so the theory is that they're using it to radiate our farms. They're all underground, and it's fucking up the light energy in our food, dude. I don't know what I believe, but why are there 10,000 hadron colliders? (laughs) Quote, Since the Enlightenment of the 18th century and its attack on religion, which is repudiated as superstition, Western society has entered a period of marked skepticism. It has followed an empiricism whereby anything that cannot be demonstrated physically through science is denounced as myth. He's going, ever since the Enlightenment, (laughs) if you talk about anything interesting, you're crazy. So lean into it. Like, we went from the Enlightenment to the Age of Unreason. I don't know how to explain it. Uh like people thought Nikola Tesla was magic because he had an RC boat. I think magic is the science that hasn't dropped yet. Here come that boy. Shit what up. Here come that boy. Shit what up. So he's going deep on alchemy and Rosicutionism. It's gonna put you to sleep. The source of the belief that the Calabalia is the particular interpretation of Luria, 1534 to 1572, communicated by way of the Order of the Rosy Cross. We've learned about secret societies in so many books. In order to hit critical mass, they need a false messiah. And so I think AI is the current candidate. And like Elon Musk is one of the in-between stages. <laughs> Quick aside here. Livingston traced the Rothschild lineage back to French Sabbatean families. So, like, if you even say the P word, (laughs) you get banned from YouTube. There really are the 13 families. (laughs) New George Carlin dropped, It's a big club, and they all want to be cyborgs. Here's another bombshell fact. As listed by Nick Bostrom, chief among various scientists and philosophers associated with rationalism through the Royal Society, Isaac Newton, Thomas Hobbes, and Immanuel Kant were part of the Marquis de Condorcet. And, like, I think it was the elite, the power elite book, we learned that a bunch of the British authors in the Enlightenment were paid by the crown. So to take this out of theory, when I was reading Thomas Hobbes' Leviathan, something was up. <laughs> I was like, what, did this guy give up on humanity? Why are you so grumpy? You think people can't get along? It was too much of, it wasn't equally put out there. And so what this guy is getting at, Thomas Hobbes, Immanuel Kant, thesis, antithesis, synthesis. <laughs> what are you saying, bro? It's a whole lot of deterministic nothingness. These people are probably being paid by the state. Like, this is just Sam Harris's ideology in the New Day. Your biology programs your every single move. Okay, <laughs> I'll bet a $100, Sam Harris. You have a fucking shrine in your basement. You're praising something, this guy. He truly believes that you've never made a choice, determinism? I guess I'll just bang your wife. <laughs> Oops, it was predetermined. Here's another banger of a quote. <laughs> With the advent of Darwinism, which was perceived as having finally discredited religion... Any belief in the divine was henceforth considered unscientific and therefore irrational. The strict empiricism confined human knowledge to the known and to what could be demonstrated by the current definitions. It is in this way that the Hegelian dialect served to pit secular science against religious fundamentalism. Science and religion can work together in order to open the way instead of the acceptance of alternate spirituality. It's all a way to box your mind in. That was a fucking deep quote, bro. The Hegelian dialect. I'm saying there could be a synthesis between science and the unknown, but there is no money in admitting that there's shit we don't know. (laughs) I would make a lot more money, have more followers, if I just stuck to the books that are in the Dunning-Kruger dip. Real fucking talk. (laughs) We're pushing the boundaries here. That's how you get smarter. Like, test this out in your daily life. The Hegelian dialect ask someone, yo, do you believe in ghosts? (laughs) Their fucking brain will break. You're supposed to ask me about the weather. But actually, my aunt has this story. And people usually open up. (laughs) This one lady at the liquor store. She told me there's the White Lady of Walnut Street in Boulder. Beware. It's like the White Lady that some people see on the highways. And last Christmas... I gave you my heart, but the very next day, you came on my face. Last Christmas, I saw an ambulance pull up outside my house, and someone was wheeled out of the neighbor's house on a stretcher. I took a picture of it. The next day, an EMT was at our Christmas party, so I asked her who was in the squad car, what was up with it. She goes, nobody got a call to your street. So, did I see a ghost ambulance? (laughs) got photo evidence. What am I saying here? Open your mind. That's the point of chapter one. I debunked the word conspiracy. We went through some old ideas and now we're here. Open your mind. I could have just said Frankenstein to summarize the chapter. Your creation might destroy you. I would know. (laughs) And Mary Shelley, she almost named that book the modern Prometheus. The more you know, good little cocktail party fact if you understand frankenstein then you understand prometheus and you understand transhumanism moving on chapter two brave new world this one starts with a fat accusation and like you gotta hold on you're probably not gonna believe it at first it gets more convincing the diabolical mastermind of mk ultra was aldous huxley From the Huxley family, who have been the beginning, the leading promoters driving the acceptance of a cult theory of evolution and ultimately transhumanism. Like, I didn't believe him the first time I heard that quote. Okay, so Aldous Huxley is some diabolical guy behind MKUltra? He is. (laughs) Hold on. I think, like, Orwell is the OG. Just to set up a little duality for you guys, I like George Orwell. 1984, straight up facts. Uh, he thinks the inner circles tried to bury Orwell by promoting Orson Welles. Quote, In 1940, Wells published a book called The New World Order that outlined a plan to how world government will be set up. Wells admitted that the establishment of such a government could take a long time and would be created in a piecemeal fashion. Mick Country by Mick Country. Quote, Under Wells' tutelage, Huxley was introduced to Aleister Crowley. <gasps> Ew, my fucking spine tingles when I hear that name. Very bad news. (sighs) There's so much that we're skimming by. You gotta read the book. (laughs) Like, Aleister Crowley... Like, I feel like I need to say ten Hail Marys every time I say that. Jesus. He's the official disinformation guy from Britain. He drew the first gray alien. And I'm not... Like, there are paintings of gray aliens in caves. My point here... (laughs) is he's misleading us on this. They might not be out little men in spaceship. They might be interdimensional. They might be straight-up demons. I'm just saying we got to keep our minds open here. But Aleister Crowley runs with the worst of the pack. Here's some behind-the-scenes. We weren't told this in the Doors of Perception. Crowley is reputed to have introduced the young Aldous Huxley to Mescaline in pre-Hitler Berlin's hotel room. Yeah, so, like, he tripped before that entire do- the Doors of Perception. Man, this is my first time you're lying to us. Like, he was able to somehow fit Psychedelia into socialism with that book. Another person who was under H.G. Wells' tutelage, H.P. Lovecraft. And his stories never sat right with me either. The Color of Space. The Color of Space is Heavenly Clouds. Uh, bunch of ghost writers out here the big part of the story comes in chapter 4 that's when a lot of the evidence drops but just know for this chapter Aldous Huxley was being dosed by Alistair Crowley damn chapter 3 disinformation this one is super short it's about propaganda and Then we'll get back to the story but yeah, it gets confusing out there with all the double, triple, quarter, pounder, reverse psychology. <laughs> the news is hitting you with so many levels of bullshit. I'm gonna try to make this an unpolitical chapter, because some people still watch that shit. A cultural case study is superheroes. They're good, right? They teach young bullies. With great power comes great responsibility. David thinks otherwise. In Seduction of the Innocent... German-American psychiatrist Friedrich Wertham also claimed that Superman was both un-American and fascist. Published in 1954, Wortham's book, which warned the comic books, were a negative form of political culture. The whole point of this tiny chapter was that he's saying comic books are propaganda. And, you know, make it up for yourself. <laughs> it's just an interesting idea. His reasoning is that the viewer becomes the suffering Sappho. The dam's still in distress. It's like when you watch porn. What, you're watching a guy fuck a chick? You're a cuck. I still watch sometimes. (laughs) Nietzsche's idea of the Ubermensch is what it made me think of because that literally means Superman. Anybody could bridge the gap to become the hero. So, like, it's not propaganda. We're just kind of telling the story wrong. Oh, so to be a superhero, I need to get bitten by a radioactive spider? (laughs) Nietzsche is more positive than that. He's going, anybody could be a hero. (laughs) Literally, Superman. Except for TikTok nurses. He's like, you gotta admit you suck before you can grow. And that's David's point. Batman teaches you, you have to be a billionaire orphan. So yes, our culture could be better. Let's move on. Chapter four, Intelligentsia. Starts as one honest. He's basically summarizing the power elite book we did. Government banking and media act as an intertwined mosaic. Continues at that level, perhaps studying these different groups can shed some light on understanding different factions within the ruling elite. We're already deep in here. (laughs) There are secret societies. David's big case study for this was MKUltra. And the most famous agent on the case was the CIA spy Al Hubbard. He's known as the Johnny Appleseed of LSD. For the new listeners, MKUltra was a program funded to test the effects of LSD on citizens. (laughs) I read this story about in 2015, they tested chemical agents in New York City subways. So that's good. April 20th, 1950. The CIA under Dulles approved a project for the intelligence servants to evaluate the use of LSD in a secret program known as Bluebird. Sidney Gottlieb, we know this name from the chaos book. He ran the office of special intelligence And he moderated MKUltra after the Nazi program. Mind control! Experiments included administering LSD to CIA employees, military personnel, doctors, other government agents, members of the general public, in order to study their reactions. Imagine working at the CIA, you get dosed in the office. The CIA thought it imprudent to further tamper with the organization. Instead, they chose the borderline underworld, prostitutes drug addicts mentally ill patients and other fringe types who would be powerless to defend themselves if they ever found out what the cia had done to them you see with time it divulged into capturing homeless people american psycho <laughs> it started out testing each other and then it went to the public and these organizations they're like more well-funded further underground than ever before Quote, in 1955, Huxley had an experience on LSD where he considered more profound than that detailed in the Doors of Perception. The man who introduced both Osmond and Huxley to LSD was Alfred Hubbard. Jesus, bro. The Johnny Appleseed of LSD from the CIA, he hit Huxley and H.G. Wells. Ugh, a lot of H's in there. Case closed. Huxley was drip-fed propaganda from Crowley while he was being fed LSD from Alfred Hubbard. It makes sense. Huxley's dystopia is about, like, happy enslavement. They're going to give you drugs and happy time. And then Orwell's book is, Yo, you're fucked, guys. <laughs> so it shows you 1984 is banned in Texas. They're still teaching Brave New World out there. Huxley was acquainted with Andrea Pucharich, another MK Ultra personality at the very fringes of the CIA experimentations into the psychedelics and the occult. Also sometimes being referred to as the father of the American New Age movement. Damn. Huxley was Alan Watts 1.0. This girl, Andrea Pucharich, was inside the CIA. She knew he was involved in MKUltra and was like, you know, we can blow you up in America. And if you don't know Aldous Huxley's arc, he died in Hollywood. Kitty diddler. And uh, you see the CIA try to do this with people. Like, I don't have the receipts, but Joe Rogan has a CIA guy on his podcast every month. (laughs) Like, one of the true psychedelic fucking pioneers, man, that kid Duncan Trussell. It's too funny. He's making streams about the CIA. They can't give him the hippie king key. Like, <laughs> the Leary brothers was before Joe Rogan and all that, before Alan Watts. They made a run at it. You'll see why the Learys weren't chosen. Let's finish off Aldous Huxley. Andrea Pucharić supposedly specialized in chemical and biological warfare at Edgewood, I'm including this because this was Project Artichoke. They tested biological agents on a measly 6,000 soldiers. Do it. Do it. According to Stephen J. Novak, it was Huxley's The Doors of Perception, which redefined taking mescaline and LSD as an experience with possible psychotherapeutic benefits. Like this is the Freud baton being passed on. I'm just doing what the author did, linking the ideas here. Freud was all about, you have to take the psychedelics and I'm going to sit here and rearrange your psyche. And like, (laughs) bro, if you are on a hallucinogen, the only person you should be talking to is God. People will affect your aura, man. (laughs) And they want you to be with a doctor? I know I'm skeptical, guys. (laughs) The New Age movement... It's psychoanalytics. It's barely spiritual out here. Like, think about it this way they mind fucked stoners so hard into thinking you could be spiritual without a god. It's only game. It's only, man. Like I said before, I'm one with the universe. You are praising the deity. (laughs) I'm not trying to influence you here. Or tell you what to think. Seriously, I'm just putting the coolest ideas out there for you to play with. just want to point out when people are trying to influence you, because a lot of these ideologies are toxic waste. More importantly for this chapter, the CIA will roofie you. This brings us into the beat generation. Time to kill a hero. William S. Burroughs attended Harvard and later attended medical school in Vienna. After being turned down by the OSS and U.S. Navy in 1942 to serve World War II, he dropped out. He then became afflicted with the drug addiction that affected him for the rest of his life. While working a variety of jobs in 1943, while living in New York, he befriended Allen Ginsberg and Jack Kerouac. Doing reds, blacks, uppers, and downers, man. The Beat Generation Kind of seemed like Jack Kerouac checked out to me, but when I did read William S. Burroughs' Naked Lunch, (laughs) dude, that gay porn smut of a book, I don't know how it would have been published without some connections. That fucking book was foul, mind-defiling smut, pseudo-intellectual at best. His take on college, it was that it's a gorilla beating his chest. Like, the funny thing is here, I'm not writing him off entirely. He writes awesome randomness. But my spook meter was going off. How the fuck is this getting put into mainstream culture? It's about spiders raping little boys. It was about the most racist things making fun of a Muslim cook who cooked up Chinese sausages. Like cannibalism. Why was this book mainstream? It had nothing to do with on-the-road beat life. CIA. It's the only fucking explanation. And how many people do you think actually read that book? The Velvet Room? (laughs) It is Fifty Shades. Allen Ginsberg, he was the king of the beats. And his fans like to ignore how frequently he went to New York State Psychiatric Institute. That's the one in Harlem where our buddy Al Hubbard was dosing people. He really tied the chapters together at the end like a good conspiracy book old Johnny Appleseed out here. He hit Huxley. He hit Ginsburg. The whole point of this chapter, the CIA from the 30s to the 50s, very well could have controlled intellectual movements. So then he went on to talk about the 60s, which we probably won't have time to today. That's an entirely new book. I think people like figured out how to throw a party at that point, so they had to shut it down. Woodstock 2023, baby. Let's go. Like these ideological movements, it doesn't matter if you can't make people meet up in person. We gotta fucking assemble people. (laughs) Once an idea has enough steam to become a movement, there will be bad actors within that movement. Lex Reedman. Chapter 5. It's a big club. Not as empirical of an addition that we do be doing on the Patreon. I try to lay it out a little bit better there. But yeah, YouTube is a good place to spaz out. <laughs> Let's see how many ideologies David can fit into one quote here. Transhumanism, like the New Age movement, is a utopian aspiration derived from the millenarianism, which has been the consistent theme of the occult. Being derived from the messianic expectations of the cabal. <laughs> like it sounds like rambling. It's valid and sound how he's showing this idea is just this idea, which is this next idea. Transhumanism is black magic Sam Harris fuckery. Bottom line, final chapter, don't put a computer chip in your head. Imagine hearing that whenever they want to notify you. Get out of my head, get out of my head. I go full schizo. The man in the walls is telling me what to say. Quote, Tibetan Buddhism, the San Francisco Renaissance, the activity of the Crowley followers like Robert Thurman, who is close to the Dalai Lama, and who married Timothy Leary's ex-wife, von Schlunnenberger, star of the TV series Kung Fu, starring David Corelid of the Carradine family, all helped to open the way to broaden popularity of the religion. He's just saying that Tibetan Buddhism was brought through San Francisco, which we learned about in Chaos was an open-air psych ward. (laughs) The 60s, San Francisco. Again, LSD in the water. Like, if you know how to wrestle with the ideologies, transhumanism is just a password for the elites. It's like wearing a mask in an office. Oh, you're doing the right thing by saying we're going to be robots. And then you could go to space with Jeff Bezos. You know, who's that guy? William Shatner they took into space? Probably Shatner is Pence. (laughs) Quote, Timothy Leary heard of DMT from Allen Ginsberg and contacted Burroughs who warned him against its use. Nevertheless, Leary, Alpert, and Metzner began to experiment and came to believe that the DMT experience was a positive one. And, uh... I don't know what to make of DMT, guys. (laughs) Like, it is the streamline. that way that end quote ended, I don't know if it's positive or negative. The trickster vibe, I'm not telling you to do mushrooms. I'm just saying that uh, it could be a corrupted file. The guy who's promoting dimethyltryptamine in our culture has the biggest podcast in the world. The Joe Rogan Experience, he also did that documentary, The Spirit Molecule, about DMT. I'm saying the guy who has a CIA agent on his podcast. He doesn't have to be an agent or controlled himself. I'm saying maybe his information is. I'm just making this topical to show you how ideologies work. I used to listen religiously to Joe Rogan in 2014. I was working at a fucking call center. Joe Rogan's theory of everything is that humans are the caterpillars for machines. Kind of sounds transhumanist to me. (laughs) Like either Lex Friedman is putting something in his bullet coffee or he knows what he's doing, which is why the Trilateral Commission supports him. He's having Tulsi Gabbard on the show. I don't know if he knows, but what's the difference? He has the message that the machines like. Literally, the machines. The reason that I'm throwing shade at the king right now is because Joe Rogan quit reading books at the one that we have on the program next week, which I'll tease at the end. But, like, I'm taking it on the Patreon as deep as the rabbit hole goes. This is not as deep as it goes. (laughs) Just to close out Joe Rogan here, he quit before the end of the void. And, of course, he's the biggest man. He never quit. My point is, intellectually, he isn't fully actualized. And who the fuck am I to say that? But you don't have to understand the trick. You just have to have a message that's congruent with the machine. (laughs) Like, I think he knows the depths. But you have to stop at some point where the normies stop. Which is why I put some things behind a bay wall. Another example... Elon Musk, this guy was shot to the top because he fulfills the prophecy. The singularity is the rapture. I will put a chip in your brain. Cool. He's going Timothy Leary was the Joe Rogan of the 1960s. So literally, this book was in 2015. The rise of Joe Rogan already fucking happened. Timothy Leary in the 1960s had very much been against computers. He saw them as devices that would merely increase the dependence of individuals on experts. (laughs) Shit, man. Like I'm saying, Leary was not given the hippie king key because his message was too anti-authoritarian. And you see it in the news. Doing your own research is dangerous. It's how I started the show. You're going to let the most questionable fucks in existence tell you how to think. What are you, a dummy? You're gonna read? It's 1984. Turn on the TV. (laughs) Wow. As early as 1973, Leary was predicting that someday the world would be linked through an electronic nervous system. So a Neuralink. 1973, Leary called it. And if they let Leary get too big, he would have cut the legs out from Elon Musk... Who wants to put computers in your skull? He's going... (laughs) He already called it. That guy was better than Joe Rogan is my only point there. And trust me, I still listen to the show. He knows how to bro the fuck out. You don't have to talk about (laughs) high-level shit every week. Quote, According to Leary, the hippies were the first generation in human history that knew how to control their own nervous systems, change their own realities. They used psychedelic drugs to metaprogram their biocomputers. That's the truth right there. Like, real talk, I hate my life selling booze to people. It makes me want to die. Through meditation and psychedelics, I've learned to turn a drama into a comedy. What the quote is saying, you have to metaprogram your biocomputer. The rulers think they're your programmer. Dark City, they want to control your memories. Why do you think... TV is called programming. Shouldn't it be called scheduling? Words carry meaning. It's how you program the brain. So I'm saying read, lift, do psychedelics, and you can take your mind back. And to make it simple, just like turn off the news and never look back. If you're going to do one thing, I truly think it's less dangerous to be uninformed than misinformed. It deserves a found sound effect. Being uninformed, I would rather hang out with someone who's stupid than hang out with someone who's self-righteous. All fucking day we'll be crushing Bud Lights. All of this is leading to the singularity at the end of the book. I don't know about you guys, but I think I'm going to dip out of that one. This is what William Burroughs' singularity experience was like. There was no distinction between inner and outer. This was on the Johnny Appleseed acid, that good good. Suddenly, I got this uncanny sense that I was really no different than all of this mechanical machinery around me. I began thinking that I felt like this going on, something awful would happen. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Acid is an eight-hour technological immersive trip. Shrooms feel a little bit more organic. Burrows is getting the trickster vibe. I would be abscorned into the electronical network grid of the entire nation. I've had that dream. Then I began feeling a slight crackling along the hemispheres of my skull. I felt my soul being sucked out through the light in the wall socket and going out. (laughs) Oh my god. He almost broke through. Burroughs here? I don't know, I'll save the psychedelia for next week. Had he went all the way, I think he would have came out with some of this Freemasonry wisdom. Two heads are better than one. And yet two heads are not twice better, they are many times better. Multiple minds working in unison magnify a thought's effect, exponentially. This is the inherent power of prayer groups, healing circles, singing in unison, worshipping in mass. The idea of universal consciousness is no ethereal New Age concept. It's hardcore scientific reality. There it is, at the end he's going, Your singularity? The human mind will finally be united. Like, humans are a species. Read some Dean Raiden. We already have the meta hive circuit, the eighth consciousness. Do you not feel connected? I fucking smell the hobo piss even when I'm not at work. <laughs> I'm connected to these fucks. I feel it. I think, like, transhumanism, the singularity, it's for these rich elite people who aren't actually connected to the others. <laughs> How close do you want to get? I don't want to have to share a computer chip with this other guy. (laughs) So what do you guys think? Again, I don't know anything. I've read a lot of books. What do you want to think? Do humans already have something that we could tap into, known as the Akashic Records, which I'm going to tell you about next week? Or do we have to get to the computers to be fully actualized? David Livingstone That book went fucking hard. Thank you very much, the listener, for being here. Transhumanism. There it is. Definitely not as orderly of a show. I don't really care because the energy was there. I do care that you guys are still here. On my way in to record this, I had a transcendental experience, man. Had nothing to do with technology. So I love you all. Let's keep the knowledge going strong this book next week i think is going to blow your mind the sacred mushroom and the cross certified deep dive and again i'm well versed in the rogan verse this is the book that made him stop reading and like this transhumanism book was so much these ideologies summarized all the other books i could understand why you would just be like okay i have a good orientation of the world i'm done you gotta keep going baby (laughs) That's what I'm doing for all of us. The Sacred Mushroom and the Cross. Don't miss it. Nick's Nonfiction. We're here every week. I love you guys, the YouTubers. I see out there. You're trying to better yourselves, and that makes my dick hard. Let's go. Hey, Rich One on Instagram. Patreon.com slash niche. Let me get a random soundboard effect to end this one. Get this shit off me! Ah! If someone tries to put... An eye watch around my wrist. If you try to put an oculus on my head, I will shove it down your throat. Ladies and gentlemen, Nick's nonfiction organic every single week. Nick Munez signing off. Love you all. Peace.